What's up, guys? Um, we're back. Collar Shot Podcast. What's up, gang? Collar Shot Podcast gang. Um, so, yeah, we did our bold predictions. I think that was Sunday night into Monday. Um, today, we're going to be... Here's here's how today's going to go. I was thinking about how we were going to do this. Um, I have... I, you guys don't have video, but behind me, I finished the top 100. So, basically, what I did was I looked at ADP... I looked at some other like fantasy pro rankings, stuff like that. I put together kind of a mock, like rough sketch of what I thought my top 100 was going to look like. And then after that, I went through and I broke it down. I broke it down by position. So basically after that, it was I took all the guys in there, each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, um, listed them out by position. So one through whatever, like 40-something for each of them. And not, well, not for the quarterbacks and tight ends, but you know what I'm saying. Um, so after that, I ranked, made sure and made made sure all of my rankings within the positions were correct. And then after that, I had all those rankings. So I went through and kind of did like a little, it was almost like a draft. So I basically like, I would have like the top quarterback left, the top running back, the top wide receiver, and the top tight end. I would basically decide between the four, it's like who's, who, who's my guy? Like who, if I had these four guys on the board, who am I taking? Um, so that was kind of the process that we went through. I have a hundred. We're going to do 50. We're going to just do the top 50 today. Um, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to type out this whole thing, not like a transcript of this, but I'll, I'll put down the notes for the entire 100. So you'll get to see 51 through hundred on my blog, commissionercorner.com. Um, so, you know, you listen to this, Check it out. You know, you can go. And if you have thoughts, you know, go to Commissioner Corner, go to the blog and type them out. You know, let me know. Tell tell me what I did wrong. I'm 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 okay with criticism. I don't I don't get upset. So, you know, I think that's what we're gonna do. I'll probably this will probably come out Thursday, I think is what I'm gonna do. Um just spread it out a little bit, you know, give you guys some this might be a, end up being a little longer pod. So maybe give you something to take into the weekend, you know. Hopefully it's a little nice. You guys are out on the golf course and you're like, you know what I could really use right now before I try to drive this green. I need to hear who Carson Collier's 33rd best fancy player is going into 2023. So we'll do that. Um, make sure you follow the show on Spotify pretty much anywhere. I got to figure out what's going on with Apple. I've tried to put this on Apple multiple times, but um, just hasn't worked so far. So I'll, I'll try to get it on the Apple podcast. Um, if you're on Spotify, rate and review. Um, five stars if you love it. Four stars if you don't. Um, follow the TikTok, Collier Shop Podcast. Follow me on Twitter, Carson Collier underscore. I, um, I got into it with a guy. I'll talk about it a little later. I got into it with a guy the other day about uh, Jameer Gibbs. I didn't like how it went just because I felt like he was, I don't know. Just, I don't know. I didn't like how it went. I need to get, I need to up my Twitter game. So, um, yeah. So let's just, let's get right into the show. Rangings Palooza. Woo! Okay. 
get into it. Let's do the top 100 players. We're going to we're going to go 1 through 50. We're not going to do a countdown style. I don't, I don't like countdown style. I, I don't want to make you guys wait. I, I like getting the premier guys first cuz you know, we don't do countdown style in the draft. We do it, you know, we take the best players first. So, my best player this year, my 2023 number 1 overall player, I have Jamar Chase. Now, the reason I'm doing this is it, kind of be different not like it, like it's a little bit of that but i got some stuff to back it up we we haven't had a repeat wide receiver one in fantasy at least in ppr since 2016 2017 with antonio brown so it's hard to repeat i i think justin jefferson could repeat i'm not saying that like i think justin jefferson's gonna suck this year but i just you're kind of just playing the numbers game with this um you look at chase just kind of broad picture stat wise he had as many touchdowns as Jefferson last year. He played four less games. Um, I also just trust Burrow more than Cousins. Um, you look at Cousins, it's just like with the Vikings, it seems like every year they'll have like two to three just complete stinkers. Like they'll lay an egg just for the whole game. And that that affects Jefferson naturally. So, you know, like I, I one of the stats I started putting in my draft sheet that I bring to all my, like my draft um one of the stats i use i like to put 20 plus games so how many games the guy scored over 20 and how many games they scored less than 10 i call it it's like boom bust basically um using that jeffrey justin jefferson had four busts last year including the fantasy championship where he scored two and a half points jamar chase had zero so he scored double digits in every single game including the game you know he messed up his hip so i think just basing the fact that if you're like Going to take somebody other than Jefferson, I think I'm going to take Chase. I think Chase is, if you're going, like, I think I I have Jamar Chase as my number one player this year. And then I, I don't have Jefferson far behind. I have number two. Um, We just went into it. It's not like this isn't the hill that I'm necessarily going to die on. Like, there could be stuff that happens, you know, where, you know, maybe I change my mind in a couple months. I don't think I will. I feel like I'm a pretty strong-willed person. I think I'm going to keep Jamar Chase at one, but... You know, again, just playing the odds. It's tough to repeat as the number one guy. Um, if you like Justin Jefferson better, though, that's that's fine. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna insult your intelligence because you think that one guy is better than the other. I think it's just kind of taste. It's kind of preference. Um, my third guy, I have Travis Kelsey, um, best tight end fantasy football wide margin. I wrote about this on Commissioner Corner. Just the eight. There are six to eight points that you get from Kelsey every week that you're basically just being spotted. Um, that goes a long way over a course of the season. Like I know I've probably mentioned this before. Kelsey in my league with my high school friends, he has been in the championship every single year. And I think he's won two or three. So he's basically like, again, I've, I've used this comp. He's, he's the like 2010s LeBron James. Like he's just there every single year. He carries teams to the championship every year. Um, so, yeah, I think that you can't – the only thing you can kind of question is the age. He's like 34 now, I think. But it's not like he, – he doesn't play like Gronk. It's not like a style of play where I'm worried that he's going to be trying to run people over for 18 weeks straight and he's going to hurt himself. So, um, number four, I have Christian McCaffrey. The, the peak for Christian McCaffrey is better than any running back right now, um, basically any running back ever besides like Latanian Tomlinson. Um, so I think, you know, again, you look at age, you look at the injury history, um, 
you start to have a little bit of a pause there. Um, I started to kind of try to do like the Leonardo DiCaprio rule with my running backs where I don't want to take running backs over the age of 27. I know his thing is he's never dated anybody over the age of 25, but I, I put my number 27 because there's some real stats and history of guys kind of falling off a cliff at that age. Um, McCaffrey's the exception. Again, kind of like Kelsey. He's not like a bruising player. His style of play kind of translates. It's going to age like fine wine. So, you know, I'm not – I have McCaffrey fourth. I have Cooper Cup fifth. Um, last year the Rams offense sucked. Cup did not. He was the probably the lone bright spot on that whole team while he was still playing. He was the wide receiver one before he got hurt. Um, again, he's a little older, but like I said before, like guys, like a lot of these guys in this top five, this is the top five, um, their style of play, just getting older. Cup's not, Cup was never this burner and he was never this kind of physical freak like a DK Metcalf or like a Terrell Owens or something. Like he's, his game's going to age well. He's going to be crafty. He's going to use his route running, stuff like that. Gain separation. Not worried about him being a, a year older. Um, after that, number six, I have Tyreek Hill. Uh, not worried about his quarterback situation. He was 17, over 17 and a half points a game last year without Tua. Um, and then you look at, they signed Mike White to be the backup. Again, he produced some of Garrett Wilson's best games. Now, it's Mike White versus Zach Wilson, so who knows? But you saw that there was a distinguished, distinguishable difference between when Mike White was on the field and Zach Wilson of how his skill position players fared fantasy-wise. Um, I think you give it another year in the McDaniel offense, give him a year to get more creative, do some of the fun stuff that he likes to do. I like Tyreek Hill a lot this year. And now we're at seven. You know, I couldn't wait any longer. I We talked about this, I think, the first pod, I think I had him fifth. I had B. John Robinson fifth among running backs. I moved him up to fourth like a week later. He's jumped up to two. I have B. John Robinson as my seventh overall player, my second running back. Um, we talked to, I talked about this on the bold prediction pod. I think there's a, I think there's a roadmap for him to be the RB1 on the year. Um, but I think, and we also kind of talked, we went into the history of running backs taking the first round. Basically, if the guy's taking the top 10, there is a good chance he's going to be an elite player fantasy-wise. Um but yeah, so I don't think I don't think having him as the second overall running back is too high. I don't think that's crazy at all. Um, Saquon, his rookie year, I remember I, I went back and looked. He was the fifth overall player. It was like had a had he had a couple running backs, and I think Antonio Brown was up there too. So um, yeah, he was a consensus first round guy. I don't. We'll get into why I don't like the other running backs as much and why I have Bijan Robinson higher than some of the other guys, <clears throat> Eckler. Um, but you know, he's going to, there is a chance he could slide down depending on where he's drafted. There's a chance I could move him up depending on where he's drafted. I don't see a scenario where he's drafted, like realistic places he could be drafted where I on draft night, I'm watching, he gets, he goes to a certain team and I'm like, Oh no, got to move him down 10 spots. So, um, I really like B. John Robinson. I think he's gonna be sweet this year. Um, and I think you guys should draft him. And if you guys draft him and he sucks, blame me. Um, number eight, I have Stefan Diggs. Not much to say. He's just gonna he's gonna be a top ten player in his position. I think that when you're you can't ask for much more. I don't think he really has the ceiling of the 
first four guys, like the Hill, Cup, Jefferson, and Chase. I think all of those guys can be wide receiver ones on the year. I don't I don't think Diggs probably could be, but um that's that's why I have him at eight. Um number nine, I have Austin Eckler. A lot of the places I look right now, a lot of places you will look right now have Eckler at RB two or even RB one. Um I don't I love Eckler. I think he's a great guy, does a lot for the fantasy community, makes people, you know, makes fantasy football people feel valuable. Um, I just think there's a lot going against him this year. I think you look at his age, he's 28. Like we said earlier, the Leo rule, we, you know, after 27, you see the drop off in running backs. Him and McCaffrey are kind of similar though. They do a lot of their pass catching. They're not running between the tackles. Like the Derrick Henry style player getting 380 touches. A lot of them just dives up the middle. Um, another thing, Joe Lombardi's scheme. Perfect for him. It was like the perfect scheme for him. You know, Herbert wasn't pushing the ball down the field. He it was a lot of short and intermediate stuff, a lot more short than intermediate. Um, so he's throwing a lot of check down Zeckler. That's where he gets a lot of his points is those targets. Um, so, you know, Lombardi's gone. They bring in Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, the Cowboys threw their running backs. They were bottom 10 and past attempts to running backs last year. So that was with Tony Pollard. I don't think that the scheme – I mean, you never know. Schemes adjust to their best players. But right now, all this stuff and then the fact that he could be traded, hes they're letting him search for a trade. Wherever he goes, he's going to need a new contract. Like, that's the reason why this is happening. There's only a few places where that's realistic right now. I mean, you got Cincinnati. Cincinnati actually has the most cap space of any team right now. Um, they have Mixon. There's been some weird stuff going on with Mixon. Um, I'm not going to get into it. It's not my business. We'll see what happens. Also, there's a chance they're just kind of saving that cap, going to try to let it roll over a little bit so they can, you know, pay Joe Burrow, pay Jamar Chase, pay T. Higgins, all that. Um, so I don't think pay, I don't think giving an extension to a running back, a 28-year-old running back, is kind of something that they have in their plans. Um you look at Chicago, Chicago's out a lot of cap space, but Fields, he was bottom 10 throwing to running backs last year as well. And they throw the ball a lot less than like the Cowboys did with Kellen and Kellen Moore's offense. Um, so you're basically taking a low passing volume offense with low passing volume to the running back. That's just a recipe for disaster. Same thing with the Falcons. They have a lot of cap space as well, but similar thing. They didn't throw the ball a lot and they, through the running backs even less than Chicago did last year. So I just don't know the destination where I'm over the moon about him going. I think, I think Lombardi ended up going to Denver, I think, which in theory, like if you could tell me like, Oh yeah, like Eckler followed Lombardi. Like that's where he went. That would be great. But they have Javante Williams. They've spent a lot of money already in free agency. They got a uh, Ben powers guard from the Ravens. Good player. Um, but yeah, and they also, it's just like, it's in division. So that trade is just not going to happen. Um, I think there's just too many questions with Eckler right now. Like, and I, I don't think he's going to be terrible. I just think I can't, I don't feel when I take like a CMC or a Bijan Robinson, I think that they can be the best player in fantasy. When I looking at Eckler this year, I think, I think that he's going to have a very high floor just because the fact that he can catch the ball the way he does. But I don't, I don't, I don't think that he's gonna be able to be the RB one again. 
Um, so then finishing out the top 10, um, I have AJ Brown at 10. I, again, similar to Diggs, just a, he's going to be a high floor guy. Um, as long as him and Hertz are healthy, you can just kind of pencil him in. He's going to be a top 12 guy at least. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, there's not much to say about AJ Brown. Like it's, I don't see him, you know, going off and being the wide receiver one. I also don't see him just out of the blue being bad at football. So you're not really, you're, you, there's no real downside to taking an AJ Brown, similar to like a CD lamb, um, I, who I have at 11 great transition. Oof, that was, that was smooth. Um, cooks, the cooks edition. I like, um, I think, however, though, like the Cowboys, they have a similar thing with the Vikings where they have their kind of lay and egg games as well. Um, Lamb's also just not really a threat in the red zone. He was like, I think he was like 25th in targets inside the 10 or something like that. So they just don't, he doesn't really, the touchdowns is an issue. He's going to have to do some stuff like, like I think about the Patriot game a couple years ago where he's like catching deep crosses and stuff like that. So I don't see like he made the one sweet catch against the Vikings, but a lot of times you're not seeing him like getting jump ball fades in the back of the end zone. So I have CD lamb at 11. I have Saquon Barkley at 12. Um, he's back in New York. They they got Andrew Thomas. They got Evan Neal. Second year with Dayball. I think the offensive line is going to improve. I think the just offense in general is going to improve. Um, I don't think they're going to have to rely on Barkley as much to kind of just carry them. I think that's kind of where – I think he was kind of – he was starting to slow down a little bit, kind of I guess you'd say in like the dog days, like the weeks 10 through like 14, stuff like that, just because I think he took a lot of hits. Um, but I think they won't have to do that as much. I think it'll be more productive. Um, and the only only concern I kind of have with Barkley, you can say injuries, that's the case for basically any running back we get to at this point. Um, Daniel Jones is like a real red zone threat running the ball now. So I think you got to kind of take that into account. Like that's like a – if I, I had Saquon on the team last year, and it was like you watch him and you see Daniel Jones tucking a read option and running into a wide open end zone – it's it's not fun. It's not a good time. So yeah, we have Saquon at twelve, Devontae Adams at thirteen. I'm not going to get much into this. We talked about this on the bold predictions pod. Basically, I just I hate the fit with Jimmy G. Um, but at the same time, I think Devontae's too good of a player to have any lower than this. Like I, the other wide receivers we have at fifteen and eight or fifteen and sixteen coming up. I I. I'd like to put them or at least one of them over Devonte, but I just can't just because it's Devonte Adams. Um, number 14, I have Jonathan Taylor. Um, when I started ranking guys like a month and a half ago, like I, cause I'm a psychopath. I, I this is my, the only thing I like to do is just fancy football stuff. I had Jonathan Taylor criminally low. Like, like I don't want to say the number, like when it comes to running backs, like he's the RB, he's the RB three, no four. I was my fourth ranked running back right now. No five, five. Sorry, my fifth ranked running back right now. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the number. It was double digits though. Um, but yeah, so I think once they hired Steichen, just kind of gave me a little bit more hope because the they're they're going to be able to run the ball. Whether they try to you know work in other guys and all that stuff, I don't. I don't think that they will. I think that Taylor's so good. It's like, why, why do you need to run anybody else? 
Um, I don't think he's going to have the same season he did in 2021, but I think he's just going to be, he's just going to be a really good bet. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the AJ Brown of running backs. Like you're, you're, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Like you're not, I don't think he could be the RB one. Like if he has a similar season where they just basically say like entire city in Indianapolis, get on my back, let's go. But um, other than that, I, I just think as, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be a productive player. Number 15, I have Mon Ross St. Brown. Uh, talked about the bust games earlier with Jefferson kind of comparing him to chase. Um, Monterey St. Brown had three. So basically had three games less than 10 points in two, one of them he got hurt in. So he left the game early. The other one, it was, I think he took a game off and then he came back and they like re-injured the same injury. So two of his games, they had less than 10 points were because of injury. So, I think he's just a real kind of model of consistency. I, like he's, it's it's a hard comedy. He's just going to catch. He's going to catch so many passes. He's going to get targeted a lot. Um, I honestly think the Jameson Williams addition will be good because you space the field a little bit. You can't just kind of like press up on St. Brown and kind of take away that short and intermediate range that he likes to work in. Um, so yeah, I, I again another guy where it's like if you take a big swing on somebody like if you take like I just really I mean really any running back in the first round and then you get a Monra in the second you're gonna be feeling pretty good about your team um 16 I have Garrett Wilson the I don't think Rodgers is gonna go the whole Rodgers thing with Garrett Wilson actually kind of scares me a little bit like obviously he is better than Zach Wilson he's better than Mike White he will be the best quarterback the Jets have had in God knows how long you probably even say ever um just he Rogers isn't going to go to OTAs, so they're not going to have any chemistry. He's going to try. He's going to bring in Alan Lazard. He's going to bring in Randall Cobb. Going to try to bring like Mercedes Lewis and all these guys that he's played with before. So it's like, yes, I I'm going to bet on Garrett Wilson, the talent, but just the stuff with Rogers. I mean, that guy is so so weird and so annoying. Like I would I would not enjoy being like if I was like. If I was a Packers fan this last couple of years, I'm I'm kind of getting it with Lamar. Just, just kind of the constant stress of like every single thing he says. It's like we have to worry about. It. It's like oh, it's like am I gonna? Is he gonna retire? Does he want to leave? Like it's like what's going on now? It's like it's just it's exhausting. That's just kind of the word. So I like I'd still like Wilson though. I think he's gonna he's a very talented player. I think he's gonna be. I think he's going to be good. It might take a little bit, but. I think he's going to be really good. Um, so I had Garrett Wilson at 16. Kenneth Walker, I have at 17. Um, he's the first kind of running back I have where I just don't see any, like, pathway for him to be, like, the best running back in fantasy. Like, I think Kenneth Walker is just going to – it's like you're gonna we're going to wake up week 17. It's like, yeah, Kenneth Walker finishes the RB9. It's like, great. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Like, that's – if you took Garrett or if you took Kenneth Walker in the second round and he finishes the RB nine, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Like if you get mad at that, then set some, re- let's set some realistic standards. Like, come on. Now. Um, and then after that, 18, 19 and 20, I had the three quarterbacks. I put Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen hurts kind of lumped them all together just because I think that this is where they should go because it's similar to Kelsey where, they're a tier above all the other guys. 
where they're going to get you, you no know, four to six. That's four to six points at least that you're just being spotted to start every game every week. Like I think I, I think I said it in an earlier pod. I might just take if I have a chance. I might try to take Kelsey and get one of these quarterbacks in the first three rounds. Like if I can do that, you're basically giving me ten points. Like I can figure out you can figure out the other positions. Like running backs come from late rounds all the time. Receivers you can get good receivers in the middle rounds as well. So you get those two positions kind of chop, chop all, all sorted out. I think you're going to be sitting pretty. So that was our top 20. Um, we'll go, we'll keep going. We're going to go 21 through 50. I'm not going to explain every player. I'll probably do like every couple and then I'll give a brief description, but so far, you know, top 20 guys, we had Jefferson one, we had Bijan seven. Um, Eckler was my RB three. And then, yeah, that, those were kind of the big, I guess you could say big shockers, but yeah. So we'll take a quick break and then we'll get into the rest of the list. Wow. I just recorded the entire rest of this list and the volume didn't work. So that, that sucks. We're going to do it again though. Um, we're not going to do, we're not going to talk about every single guy, but we'll go into kind of the bigger ones, the more possibly controversial ones. Um, so let's go ahead and get into it. 21, I have T. Higgins. 22, Chris Olave. 23, Jalen Waddell. 24, Devontae Smith. Um, I have Higgins first just because he's in the best offense, best quarterback. Um, 22, I have Chris Olave. We talked about this on the Bold Predictions pod. Being in, being Derek Carr's number one option, not a bad gig. If Olave can win the number one, I like if. I think he will just because he's going up against Michael Thomas. Um, and we haven't really seen him play the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, I, I just like the idea because you have like Adams last year, Renfro the year before, Waller the year before that. So you're just getting your it's a good investment to take Derek Carr's number one number one receiver. Then after that, I took I took Jalen Waddle before Devontae Smith. I just trust the coordinator more. I trust the guy calling plays a little bit more. Not really sure what we're going to get with the Eagles, but I, with the Dolphins, we know Mike McDaniel is a good play caller. So have Devontae Smith in 24 after that. 25, I have Josh Jacobs. Um, if, you, if this was Madden and you could tell me that we could turn off injuries, I'd probably have him as my RB4 or something like that. Probably definitely have him over um, – over Kenneth Walker might have him over Jonathan Taylor, but it's like these guys that get 380 touches like Jacobs did last year, they just get hurt. Like they just get hurt the next year. Like you look at it, CMC, his big RB one season, he got hurt the next year. Derrick Henry, he got hurt. Uh, the foot injury that came after a year where he had 380 touches. Najee last year, 380 touches. Didn't like miss time, but you could tell something was up. Like he had the foot thing all through training camp and all that. We kind of brushed it under the rug, but that was a real thing. Um, then you even, you take it down a notch. You go to 370 touches. David Johnson got hurt. Jonathan Taylor this year got hurt. So, you know, it's just like the only exception to this was Zeke and Zeke, you know, past two years, it's been like, yeah, you know, I played with the torn PCL for the last half of the year. Yeah, you know, I got like this going on. I got this is banged up, bad knee back. Like it's just 
he's just banged up. He's got all these long-term injuries. And it's just you look at kind of how the game is played, practice schedules, they don't hit a lot, not a lot going on in OTAs, practice and all that stuff. They just they don't build up the hits. They don't build up kind of like the calluses, I guess you could say. So, again, health at – I think Jacobs is – he was like the RB2 or 3 last year, but it's like that number – just sticks out and that I, I just can't get over that. I can't put him any higher than what he's at. Um, 26. I have Ramondre Stevenson very high on him. Uh, 27. I have Derek Henry kind of low on him again. That the moral of this podcast, just go listen to the last one. The big, the bold predictions podcast just had a lot of stuff in there. Thoughts on guys for the upcoming year. Um, so go, go check it out. 28, I have DK Metcalf. 29, Travis Etienne. 30, Nick Chubb. 31, Brees Hall. Um, I love Brees Hall like son, even though I'm pretty sure we're the same age. Might be older than me. I, I hope he's older than me. If he's the same age as me, that would be pretty depressing. Um, you know, if not for tearing his ACL, he'd probably be my RB1. Like, I probably would put him as my RB1 just because I he played so well. There's still going to be room for him to grow because the offense would be getting better this year. Um, I loved him last year. I traded up for him last year, but it's just like we've seen now with Barkley. We've seen now with Dobbins. We've seen it with other guys. These ACL injuries are just kind of two-year injuries. Like the first year, they're going to come out the gates a little bit slow. They might get banged up in other places just because they're overcompensating for the knee. Um, so I'm just a little lower on Brees Hall. It, it hurts. hurts my soul to say this because I love him as a player so much. But I'm like if you're in a keeper league though, like if you play in a keeper league, not full dynasty, but you can keep a couple guys, I really like keeping Brees Hall just because you might not get the return on the full return on him this year. He might have I think down the stretch he could have some games where he explodes. Um but you know, him and then Javante Williams is another guy that, you know, you get a year for him to kind of work through all the kinks of the surgery and stuff like that. And then the year after is that's when you're going to really reap the benefits. So I have Brees Hall 31. I have Calvin Ridley 32. I have Tony Pollard 33. DeAndre Hopkins 34. Aaron Jones 35. I like Aaron Jones a lot more than most. Um, I, I just think that the Aaron Rodgers wasn't incredible. And I think everybody's kind of, taking a lot, putting a lot of stock into Aaron Rodgers leaving as a kind of reason to drop Aaron Jones. Um, I think they're honestly going to end up having to use him more just because Jordan loves a young quarterback. What do young quarterbacks like? And what do people like to give young quarterbacks layup throws? So a lot of screens and then a run game. So Aaron Jones is going to be involved in that. I think it's going to help AJ Dillon as well too. So. I think he's going to end up getting a pretty decent workload this year. So I really like where he's at. And I think it's kind of a value um, where he's kind of going ADP wise on a lot of places. Um, Najee Harris, I had him 36. Joe Burrow, I had 37. Um, he's kind of knocking on the door of that upper echelon tier with, you know, Mahomes, Hertz, Allen. He brought a little party favor, probably trying, you know, schmooze his way in a little bit, brought some cigars. Um, but yeah. So I also I think I obviously about this earlier today. I think this is this kind of goes for Josh Allen too. It might it might honestly just go for the whole 
this whole like group of ASC quarterbacks, like your Burrow, Allen, you know, Lawrence, Herbert, like we're going to look up in like 12 years and like there's a world where they, those four guys have in like, you can toss Lamar into this. So he, Lamar has one. So between those five right now, they have one 10 years. If the group had like three or four, wouldn't shock me because it's like Mahomes has two right now. I think you can just kind of, I think you can almost pencil him in for another two. I think Hertz is probably going to end up winning one or two just because the NFC is not that good. So, and then you got guys coming up. Like I could see Caleb Williams winning one. I could see like young guy, just like what happens if Anthony Richardson pops, like something like that. So, or I, I just think that like, we're going to have this like Russell Wilson conversation with like a guy like Burrow or Allen. It's like, how does he not want an MVP? How does he only have one MVP or something like that? And it's just going to be like, yeah, well let's go through the years. Like let's break it down. Cause like, I don't know. I think that's that when you look at Russell Wilson, like people complain about that all the time. It's like, he's never had a year where he was the best player in the league. So I don't know. That was just a whole rant. That was just me spitballing because I don't like the fact that I have to put Burrow on a list. I don't even like, like putting Jamar chase. Number one, I, I, I'm a Ravens fan. I don't like, I have to be unbiased, but it's like, you can't deny the fact that these guys are just good players. So, um, going back to the list, uh, 38, I have DJ Moore. 39. I have Amari Cooper 40. I have Terry McLaurin. Um, this is the highest I've ever had DJ Moore or McLaurin. Um, just because like the, the guys on the ringer fantasy football show, they do a really, they have a really fun bit where they basically say like, anytime you're the receiver, it feels like a miracle when they catch a pass. That's not a good thing. You probably shouldn't draft them. And they always say that about McLaurin and DJ Moore. Um, I do like them a lot more though. I, especially McLaurin, um, Brissette, helped Amari Cooper have like Amari Cooper was like a top 10 guy. I'm pretty sure for most of the season, um, especially with Brissett. So, you know, if he wins the job in Washington and he plays with Terry the full season, it wouldn't shock me if Terry had a career year. Um, after that, Justin Fields, 41, TJ Hawkinson, 42, Mark, Mark Andrews, 43. We finally have two tight ends besides Kelsey off the board. Um, I have Hawkinson above Andrews just because of the Lamar situation. Talked about it for 45 minutes. I'm not going to talk about it again. Um, once that gets sorted out, I'll be more comfortable. If Lamar's back, I'll probably put, put him over Hawkinson, depending on who they replace Lamar with. Maybe I'll move him up. Maybe I'll move him down. We'll see what happens. Um, also, just Hawkinson just played well with Minnesota. Like with the Lions, he would have these, he'd probably have like, he'd have like two 30 point games a year. They accounted for like a third of his points, and then he would just kind of coast the rest of the year. Um, but no, with the Vikings, it was a lot more consistent. It was a lot of just like 10-point games, and that that's really like if Hawkinson just goes out and averages 14 points a game next year and you took him as the second tight end, like that's what you should expect. Like you would be ecstatic with that because now you're, you're closing the gap with Kelsey. I think if you're going to take a non-Travis Kelsey tight end, that's really all you're looking for is just to close the gap. Um, number 44, I have Debo Samuel. Number 45, I have his teammate, Brandon Ayuk. Um, again, I'm I'm not high on Debo just because when they acquired McCaffrey last year, the Niners basically just they have two of kind of the same players. So it's like McCaffrey gets the ball more. Debo doesn't run a lot. He 
doesn't have a very you know, like sophisticated route tree. He doesn't have a high target share. And it's like McCaffrey just does all the stuff that he does. So, you know, you look at Debo, once McCaffrey showed up 12 points a game. Um, I like Ayuk more, honestly. I maybe I might I might put this might be a revision once the actual blog comes out. I might I might have to push Ayuk over him just because Ayuk does stuff that they don't have on the team. Like he's like the shifty route runner. Like you have Kittle, who's like the big target in the middle of the field. Ayuk kind of does a lot of the, you know, the great route running stuff that they don't have in Debo. And then it's like McCaffrey does all the Debo stuff, but he's just in the backfield. So he's going to get 18, 20 carries a game. So maybe I'll push him over. I'll, I'll have to sleep on it. But yeah, I have Brandon Ayuk at 45. I have Jameer Gibbs, 46. This was what I was talking about earlier. I got into it on somebody with. Got into it with somebody on Twitter the other day. Um, I was at work, and this guy's like coming at me basically because I like I comped Jameer Gibbs to Camara, and he was like basically saying I don't know ball. He's saying that it's like oh well, just because they have the same hairstyle doesn't mean that they're the same player. They don't run alike at all. And it's like, listen, buddy, like I made an effort this year to watch film. Like, I will sit down and I will watch players. The way I do it is I just go on YouTube, I look up Jameer Gibbs versus, and I pick the best teams that he plays that year. I'll look up, you know, for the quarterbacks, I'll look up, like, Will Levis, Bryce Young versus, and, like, watch the teams. I try to watch the Georgia games with a lot of those guys just because it's the best teams they're, they're going to play. Um, so I watched Jameer Gibbs. I was watching him. I was like, hmm. It's like, I don't want to say it, but this guy looks like Kamara. Like he looks, he runs like Kamara. He does a lot of the pass catching stuff that Kamara does. And then you look at NFL.com. Lance Zerline does it for a living. He goes, so yeah, this guy, his NFL comp is Alvin Kamara. It's like, wow. Wow. Like it's like, it's like confirmation bias. It makes you feel good a little bit that you see some stuff that other guys see. And then, you know, you, cause FF Robert, you know, bunch of numbers guy on Twitter thinks that I don't know ball. Now it's upsetting me. Like the problem is I was just, I was at work. I was distracted. I had other stuff going on. Like got to work my big boy job. Got to earn my pay, you know, racking, raking that 401k, you know, so I can retire and get a boat or something. But you know, it just, it was, it was, it upset me, but you know, back to Gibbs because I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, I think Gibbs has a lot of pass catching upside. Like we kind of talked about, um, I think that, you know, if he goes in the first round, I think his price is going to inflate a little bit more than I would be comfortable drafting. I think it's just kind of like the sticker price. It's like you slap the name brand on something. Um, if he goes in the second round, I think he might actually fall a little bit. And I think that'll be good because then you get into like the, like the Javante Williams range from a couple of years ago, like the DeAndre Swift range where now he's like, maybe he's falling into like, I don't know, like the sixties, seventies, even. Um, so you might be able to get him at a discount there. Um, so I had Jameer Gibbs at 46. I had David Montgomery at 47. Again, talked about him on the bold predictions pod. I think he's going to, he's going to grab hold of that running back room and just take over all the carries just quick. And I, I, it's not going to, Deandre Swift's not going to last long. And I think that's going to all like, I consider like I was very high on Swift just because I love points per touch. If you looked at points, his points per touch in 2021, DeAndre Swift was just out the wazoo. 
it was like Christian McCaffrey level stuff. So I'm just like, I was all in, but it's just like on hard knocks when they basically have to convince him to run hard and like not run out of bounds. That should have been a telltale sign, but look at me. I didn't listen. Um, then wrapping it up, Christian Kirk, 48, uh, Justin Herbert, 49, George Kittle, 50. So that's the top 50. We'll hit back here. We'll, I might go over a couple of, um, overall recaps of the whole top 100 and then then we'll get out of here all right so just a couple quick things before we go overall kind of thoughts on my top 100 i had 47 receivers in the top 100 and i think this is just kind of a theme that we're going to start seeing i think like I haven't really looked into this. I think that might be my next project. Maybe something we talk about next week or maybe I'll write about. But just like sometimes I think we have these years where we're kind of in a running back drought. Like it it reminds me of there was a year in like 2016 or 2017 where the top like eight players, we had like five or six receivers. Like that was Hopkins, A.J. Green, Antonio Brown, guys like that. And it's like, it's just because I don't think it, like, I think the game is pivoting away from running backs. However, at the same time, it's like that next year, that next draft brought us Fournette, brought us Dalvin Cook, brought us McCaffrey, brought us Aaron Jones. So I think this is, it's kind of just like a, it, it's just cyclical, you know, like we're going to have, I think this draft could, these past two drafts, honestly, like you get guys like Brees Hall, Guys like Kenneth Walker, and then like now we're getting Bijan, we're getting you know, uh, Jameer Gibbs, Charbonnet, Charbonnet, Charbonnet. I don't know how to do it. And like A Chain, um, from Texas AM. I think we're gonna get like an influx of running backs again soon because then you also look at like we're like part of the reason why a lot of these running backs are lower is like a lot of their they're getting up there in age. Like all those 2017 guys that we just talked about, they're all like 27, 28 years old now. So, you know, I think that everything's just kind of cyclical. I think we'll get some running backs soon. I don't, I, I think that we will see more running backs in the top 10 next year. Um, Another thing I didn't have, I only had like 10 tight ends in this top 100 just because I think I'm not going to spoil who they were, but it's like at a certain point, do you just punt on the position? Like it's, you get into these positions where like, I'll, I'll throw a couple out. Like, all right. I had Pat Fryermuth and AJ Dillon kind of bunched together in like one area of my board. And it's like, you look at your team, it depends on who you already have and all that stuff. But it's like, would you rather have the ninth best tight end or do you want to take a guy who's, you know, an Aaron Jones injury away from being like a top 12 running back every week? Like you get a guy like a Brian Robinson who's got like upside potential. You get like running backs who, you know, have potential to be, you know, top 20 guys and be real impact players. Or do you take a tight end that, you can get 90, 80% of the value five rounds from now. So I think it's stuff like that. I just think like, it just makes trying to get like a Kelsey so important. Like if you can get Travis Kelsey 
early, then you should just do it. Um, and then again, like we said, with the quarterbacks, I think I had like nine quarterbacks. I think just, there's going to be, we'll see what happens. I think that the rookies will be interesting to watch. I didn't have any rookie quarterbacks in the top 100. Um, I think also it's like we looked at it last year. It was a very weak quarterback year. Um, and I don't think I don't really see anything like changing all that much. So if you can again, if you can try to get a quarterback that you think is going to pop, like if you if you miss out on, you know, Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Burrow, do you just take a, you know, a Trevor Lawrence? Do you take a Justin Herbert? Because now you're saying it's like, okay, well, these guys in theory should be better than, you know, the Genos and the Cousins and all that. Just trying to find these little kind of advantages anywhere you can. You're just playing like it's almost like Moneyball for fantasy. You're just trying to like squeak out every little edge you can get. So we'll put out the other 50 on the blog. I'll try to get that out at some point this week. Um, you'll be traveling. So I'll probably post this Thursday. We'll see. Maybe maybe if I feel like it, I'll post it on uh, get it out by Wednesday. But we'll see. Kind I'm a busy guy. It's late at night. Got a real job. So, all right. Well, uh, that's the show again. On Spotify, rate and review. Five stars, you love it. Four stars, you don't. If you can leave comments, I don't know if you can leave comments on Spotify, but if anywhere you can leave comments, show support for the show. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Um, tell Just tell anybody you know. Just walk down the street and just shove the, your phone in their face. So, hey, it's a great podcast. So, if you think that. you know, I don't want to assume you guys think this show is great. So, all right. Well, I'm tired. I'm going to bed now. So, Peace. Good night.